Yo, yo, check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. Your favorite influences and content creators. This is Like, Follow, Subscribe on Nightlife with Celeste Anthony. Like, follow, subscribe. Every single Thursday, we speak to your favorite influencers, content creators, all over social media. If you want them on the show, then of course, you let me know. It's very, very easy. Listen, tonight, I'm very excited to speak to a very, very special guest with about 23.6K followers on TikTok alone. Many more on other platforms. He's a TV presenter, a producer, a radio host, a comedian. You might know him from Mark May Famous Season 1. In the building and on the air with us, Reza Forbes, welcome to Good Hope hey. FM. <laughs> hey. I'm telling you, you guys, do your research, right? Eh? I didn't check my followers. Yellow, too much. Oh, you just playing it humble, Nick. You know your followers. But I didn't, but if those were if those were money, then that's a little bit like Reza, listen, welcome to Good Hope FM. Very excited to speak to you. Um, and for all of those listeners, if they don't know who you are, then I don't know where they've been. They've probably been living under a rock. But tell us who you are. Well, Reza Forbes, you know, uh, from Cape Town. I was born in a Nova Park, Sarri Estate, Skarpkrau, because we moved, we moved a lot. We okay, moved okay, a lot. okay. As you rent up, can I move all the way to our people? But uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian, mm. and uh, I think a lot of people would know me from a TV show called Mark My Famous. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. I make funny money, and I just love to entertain <laughs> people. That's I what I'm make about. funny money. I love it. Reason I've really had the I've had the, the pleasure of seeing you live. Uh, a freak funny. Uh, it was one of those. <laughs> my voice goes missing really quickly. But if I love liquor, then more it gets stemmy. And that happened to me that <laughs> night when I saw you. I really think I'm gonna really just quickly think back. And this was the joke that got me. You were telling a joke about the fact that you still owe. I think it was TFG money, but you're wearing yeah. your shoes on the stage, right? <laughs> Do I have the joke like something like that? Listen, where did the story? Is it a true story for real? Celeste, I do not lie to the people. You, you see, the funny thing about about comedy is that the humor has truth in it. Yeah. And when it comes to my jokes, I, I like to speak about experience mm. and, and the things that happened to me that I find funny because we should we should laugh at the things sure. that, that that's serious in life. It's 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 cultural. I I stole all the money. You're famous now. You can't do that. Riza, how do you know? That you are funny and that you can do this. When did the comedy bug bite you, and how did you know that you could make a living out of this? Wow, crazy question. Um, for me, it started way back in grade five, uh, at oh. the end of year school concert, and one of the accident pitch. And then me and my friend, um, we went on stage and we grabbed a dookie, one of the girls' dookie, and we went on stage and just always you know like to be aunties or whatever. And this was like in front of five hundred people. Wow. And the people were laughing and cheering, and for me, that moment was like, oh, okay. "Wow, I actually enjoy this." And then throughout my primary school and high school, um, I've always just, you know, hosted the school concerts okay. or I perform, um, etc. Until I think it was around grade ten, grade eleven, where someone was like, "Take it, I my bright co MC." And he say, "Oh, one fifty." Oh wow! Now, in grade ten, eleven, a one fifty is like a lot of That's money. Like I can buy everyone knickknacks when I get to school. <laughs> So that's when I realized, like, yeah, people... And it just came naturally to you. Exactly. It, it came naturally, and I think it wasn't something that I forced away. Because you get people who is in retail, 
and they speak to customers on a daily and they mm. make a joke and the customer laugh and they're like, hi, I'm not going to stand up comedy. <laughs> the bug, the bug hurt me. But for me, it was like, it wasn't forced. It just okay. came naturally where people were like, Keggy, don't be a joke. Don't be a joke. How does one really prepare for a comedy show? You know, I've, I've been to many shows and I always say, this is the scariest thing I could ever imagine is to be a comedian. Going on stage, being so vulnerable and having audiences sometimes not even react to you. So how do you sit down and prepare your content for what you're going to do on stage? That's the thing, Celeste. You just never know. You never know. <laughs> you never gonna know what's going to land. You never know. It's like when you it's like when you have to ask someone for your money back. You never know if they're gonna give it back or if they're gonna say the child needs nappies. The tennis are two year up nappies. They could no no nappies in my hair. You never know. And it's just a thing of like I said, if there's truth in it okay. and you believe your story and, and you just come out there and you have the confidence to tell the mm. joke. And if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. Not wow. everyone has a funny bone. That and is scary. Your you're, you're naturally funny. I love you. Um, and as you said a little bit earlier, I think a lot of people do know you for being on Mark My Famous Season 1. Um, how was mm-hmm. that journey? Wow. Incredible journey, if I have to tell the truth. Um, there was about 6,000 entrants that, that obviously auditioned to be part of oh, the wow. show. And out of the 6,000, only 28 got chosen. That handful to say, wow. listen... You guys are given the opportunity to now showcase your talent, talent mm. rather, on national television. And I was chosen um, as part of the top 28. And for me, it was just, wow, I'm in the competition now. This is my opportunity to show what I can do. Now, I must remember, I'm going up against the best aspiring singers mm. and dancers mm. in South Africa. And here I'm telling jokes. <laughs> like People don't see that as a talent. <laughs> Every every night, you know, I just came out, told my jokes. I was myself, told the story, and it's the people that actually related to the mm. story. That is what got me through, and me being myself. And then, you know, went through round, through round, through round, made it to the top ten, and then I ended up six out wow. of six thousand as a stand-up comedian. That's and it amazing. Was tough. I'm not gonna lie, it was tough. Has it changed the game for you now? Definitely. Um, Working with, with industry professionals okay. such as Emo Adams and, and the whole self-production team and all those people. It really kind of opened the door for me in terms of these people who, who, who has connections oh, yeah. um, and can get you to where you need to be. And it also showed me that, listen, you, you need to believe in yourself and your talent for and sure. know your worth and your, and your craft, believe in it. And also just how to go about um, about being a professional and yes, being so you, you, and staying true to yourself. You're talented because you naturally are, but then you get into a sphere where you're like, I need to be constantly learning. There's always things I don't know about this industry. Exactly. Listen, how do, people, how do people react to you now when they see you in the streets? Because please don't tell me when people see you, <laughs> they tell you to tell a joke. That is... No, man. They see jokes, they're like, I got a joke for you. I don't care. I was in a car accident. Listen. I don't want to laugh. Listen. See, now I'm laughing. I was, in a, <laughs> I was in a car accident and the lady that knocked me recognized me. And I was worried about my car. I was worried about the picture in a joke. And I think with COVID, it was a bit tough because um, you kind of take for granted the fact that people recognize yeah. you and they love you for what you do and the impact that you have on people's mm. lives. And with COVID, you know, you are at home. And then after COVID, so during COVID, it's a couple of months. I forget I'm famous because no one's coming to me like Rizari. <laughs> yeah, no one goes up to you. my mom at home, Rizari, what's up, Rizari, your camera. 
<laughs> and when people started coming to me again, you know, year level one, level two, I was like, oh yeah, I'm famous. <laughs> Can he yeah. listen to people? Look. <laughs> you can't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta watch yourself. It's the hazard of the job, surely. But so many benefits to it as well. And listen, as I said earlier on TikTok, loads of followers, loads of funny videos as well. Yeah. What are you hoping to achieve? Are you just pushing your comedy, or is there a greater purpose involved? Uh, look, I have to be honest with you. I think comedy is one of the the toughest ways to break through in, mm. into the in, entertainment industry sure. because everyone wants to be funny. If you go on TikTok. Everyone has fifty thousand followers. So for you, having forty thousand followers is like it doesn't even matter because everyone has fifty thousand followers. Okay. You don't want to be funny, so you kind of need to just um, know what sets you different and what makes for you sure. different, um, and know your talent and and the craft. So for me, it's about making sure that people are always remembering the name Rizar Forbes um, because I mean it's going to be a tragedy if I have a show and no one comes. So you need to know. The name, you know, being people's faces all the time, the people know about me, so that when I do drop something, then I know at least someone's going to come. For sure, um, you keeping yourself me. relevant on those platforms as well. There we go. That, that's the idea, and I'm putting something to paper as well. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Very excited. I know that lockdown and COVID nineteen really has affected comedians really hard. Wasn't very easy to get on a stage. So we wish you well, Rizal with the H. Yeah, no? the, the H is important. The H is important. The H is important. And you need to change the accents too. The accent needs to be Zaha. Zaha with the H. There you have it. Um, Zaha, it was lovely having you on the show. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, good luck with the, the content that you push out. You're absolutely hilarious. You are such a true Cape Tonian, and that's, I think, what, what we uh, relate to because you speak about relatability a lot. You want your com- comedy to be relatable. And we go through such tough things in South Africa. and it's we as a nation we laugh about it so thank you for being that thank you for being that for all of us um it's we wish you well come again stop by we want to talk to you again eh? <laughs> you, must, you must invite me you must invite i'll bring your baraka and everything the, you so, just became yeah, my favorite just like that <laughs> it's been a pleasure chatting to you thank you for thank having you, me thank you my darling the supporters shukran for yella yeah but for me was but for you was but for you speak to you soon bye It's all you need.